0: Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount, and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about a trade contractor point of view with the help of special guest Nick. Cozar of Chelsea Plumbing in Chelsea, Michigan. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host, Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show.
1: Hi everyone, Tim Fowler here, and welcome to the Tim Fowler Show. As we always do, we encourage your input, whether it's in the form of being a guest, uh, suggesting a guest, or suggesting a topic, just send it in to me at Tim at RemodelersAdvantage.com. Now, we've done a couple of episodes on this podcast about the contractor-trade contractor relationship. Uh, At least one of them was from the office side with the production manager and another one I know we did uh, with a project manager. And it seems like as I talk to people all over the country, this relationship with trade contractors and the contractor is more stressed than it's ever been. And I think partly because everybody is swamped with work. And so uh, we wanted to get another trade contractor on and start talking about how that goes. Now, our conversations within the contracting world tend to be very one-sided, right? So uh, what I'm hearing, right, is why can't I get them to show up on time? Or most recently, How come their prices have just skyrocketed? And and generally, that's the the message I'm getting. And so today, we're turning the tables again and going to talk to a trade contractor and just see their perspective, because I think it's very, very important for contractors to understand that there's a different point of view when it comes from the trade contractor. So one of the things that I believe is true about the relationship is that very very few remodelers have ever run a business like a trade contractor. What it, what I mean by that, it's almost like a handyman division within a contracting business. In other words, many 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 small jobs that go from you know two days to five days, maybe maybe you're on a job site for two weeks or something like that. But in the residential world, most trade contractors are there for a very short period of time. And so it's a different business. And so it's very, very good for us to hear from the other side of the relationship. Steve, let's get started.
0: All right, so Nick Kozar, owner of Chelsea Plumbing, located in Chelsea, Michigan. He began his career with Chelsea Plumbing as an apprentice with no knowledge of anything plumbing. After 13 years as an employee and receiving journeyman master and mechanical contractor licenses, he recently purchased the business from its founder, who started the company in 1979. Welcome
2: to the show, Nick. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Hey this is going to be fantastic. As I indicated in the in the intro, you know I, I just think the trade contractor business is different enough from the general contractors that it's really important for all of us to understand you know what some of those challenges are. So give us a little bit more information about your business. like how many people do you have working for you? And I guess one of the big things too is how many, remodeling contractors or contractors in general do you actually do work for?
2: Well, there's eight employees, counting my wife and myself. Uh, We basically stay in the office. I'm out doing estimates and checking on jobs most of the day. Um, Six guys out in the field, one of which is a service tech. We don't do a whole lot of service work in general, but his job is primarily to do little odds and ends for homeowners that we've done larger construction-based projects for in the past. Um, I would say we work for roughly 30 builders, uh, some of which have multiple projects going on at any given time. They keep us pretty busy. And then others may only have one or two jobs a year.
1: Okay, that's quite a,
2: that's quite a clientele.
1: Um, so how many jobs do you think you have in progress. In other words, they've they've maybe they've been roughed in and you're waiting for finish. Do you have as many as 15 or 20 all going on at the same time?
2: Oh, you could probably double that. I'd say probably closer to 30 to 40.
1: Wow. Wow. Okay. So so on basically on your scheduling board for six people, you've got 30 to 40 projects
2: going on. Yeah. Yeah. I have a very large dry erase calendar on my office wall that uh, (laughs) hopefully keeps things straight for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people use dry erase. Um, Are you are you thinking of shifting over to the computer anytime soon on that?
2: I've tried it. and I've tried doing my own personal schedule on the computer, but I guess I'm just a visual kind of guy where it it helps to look at that big board. It's a lot easier to move things around. You know, if something needs to be rescheduled, you have to keep other jobs that are upcoming in mind also when you're making those changes. So uh, I find it's easier for me to just have everything up there in front of you and you can just kind of move it around at will.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I know you're not as old as I am, but I'm definitely in that same mindset. I like seeing it on a piece of paper or on a on a whiteboard. The computer doesn't quite do it for me with that. Now, everybody that listens in very much knows that I'm a big fan of the computer for a lot of other things involved in the contracting world. So, one of the big complaints that contractors have about trade contractors is the scheduling uh challenge that we have in terms of getting you, the plumber, to the job site at the time when we need that to happen. So let's just talk about, from your perspective, what what do you think is the best way or the most effective way of scheduling you as the trade from the general contractor to ensure that you are there when they need you and when you want to be there? And and so forth. So that let's just tackle that big topic right off the bat because that's where most contractors have their biggest struggles.
2: Sure, um, you know I have builders on each end of the spectrum. I have some that uh, as soon as they sign a project, they'll give me a call or send me an email to let me know that it was approved, and they'll give me a real tentative guideline. You know, hey, we're we're looking at starting the rough here and four months, you know, just put it on your radar. And, you know, I'll put that in my notes and periodically check in, you know, especially on larger projects to see how things are moving along and if things are still on schedule. Um, You know, as those times approach, normally those same builders will give me a definitive schedule date, you know, electricians start this date, plumbers this date, HVAC next date. And uh, that works very well. But, you know, nothing in life is perfect, uh, especially these days with, uh, you know, shipping times being kind of wonky and COVID, and uh, we're facing issues with employees having to quarantine and material availabilities and things like that that can throw off even the most, you know, thought out schedule. Right. Um, you know, and then I have other builders that, they'll call me when they're ready for me to rough and they'll say they need me there tomorrow. Well, you know, especially <laughs> these work? days. Does that work for you? No, <laughs> not usually. Yeah. Um, but you know, the nice thing is those same builders are typically the more laid back guys. They probably don't do as many jobs in a year. So, you know, I'll, I just politely tell them, Hey, you know, we're real busy and they know we're busy. And I'll just say, you know, well, I can be there in a week and a half or something like that. And they're usually pretty easy going with that because they realize that, you know, they didn't give a whole lot of notice. And, you know, for that matter, I didn't even know the job was approved to begin with. They they blindside just sometimes. But again, those people are uh, a little more laid back and a little more flexible for, you know, letting me get there when I can get there.
1: Yeah. So does it help you? And this is something that I've tried to stress in my consulting with companies. Does it help you for you to know all the other trade contractors' schedules, like when the HVC guy's coming and when the electrician's coming and that sort of thing? Does that help you with your scheduling?
2: Sometimes. I suppose it would depend on the project. Uh, We do quite a bit of gas piping. So I do like to coordinate with HVAC a lot for that reason. But also, uh, you know, plumbers and heat guys are always, uh, you know, we're notorious for battling for space, <laughs> especially on a remodel. Yeah. Uh, you know, the heat contractor will come in there and take every joist span and every stud bay and, you know, leave me crumbs to work with. So it's it's really nice if we can meet them on a project or at least show up for an hour when they start or they show up for an hour when we start just so we're not buttonheads heads further down the road. Right. So you, you, you mentioned as you were talking about the
1: scheduling thing, do you actually do the check-in with the contractors? They don't have to call you necessarily like those contractors that say, hey, Nick, we want you on uh, you know, April 15th you know, and between now and April 15th, are you calling them and seeing like where the jobs are?
2: If it's a few months out like that, absolutely. I'll check in just to see if, you know, their other things are on track for me to start and for them to be ready for me to start. Um, You know, if it's something that's just a couple weeks away, I have a feeling at that point that they have their ducks in a row and they will be ready when they say they'll be ready
1: yeah i just i i i i wanted to emphasize that because i I think sometimes the contractors are kind of expecting that but then then they're not getting it and so i I think it would be great the all the contractors listening in just talk to your trades about you know making those calls to check in just to to help you get it all organized and get it on schedule properly so
0: Nick, does the, uh, does the way a, a contractor builder operate in terms of, uh, how prepared they are, you know, you mentioned having things ready for when you show up, you know, everything's framed properly. It, does that affect the way you price and
2: plan? Ooh, oh, that's a good question. Um, subconsciously maybe, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, if, if it takes up extra time, I do have to account for that. Um you know, I, I bear a little bit of responsibility in that as well, you know, making sure, you know, follow up maybe the day before, you know, Hey, do you have the sub floor ripped up? Uh, do you have cabinet specs? Mm-hmm. Do you know tile thickness for the master shower? Those types of things. Uh, you try to prepare for those types of things and make sure everything's ready. So you're not wasting too much time that first morning, you know, answering questions that could have been answered ahead of time. Yeah. But, um, no, you know, I, like I said, maybe subconsciously a little bit, but, you know, nothing's ever perfect. There's always a question that needs to be asked or a decision that needs to be made after the fact that it can hold things up sometimes. But I wouldn't say that affects my pricing too much. Yeah.
1: Well, it probably does on the long run in the sense that you know what your costs are. And if, you're, if your contractors could help you save some costs, then- obviously your your pricing would change across the board, but maybe not uh, for each individual job. So I was wondering, I, I've got a sense that the contractor that recommended you to us uh, may have what they call trade days or trade walks. Do you do very many of those with contractors where you're called in before the job is even uh, fully estimated for you to look at the job and look for some of the difficulties and that sort of thing. Do you do that with many contractors?
2: Oh yeah. That's a big part of my job. I'd, I'd say I probably spend. Oh, at least 15 to 20 hours a week going to remodel jobs, meeting with the general contractors. Often we meet at the same time with the electricians and the HVAC guys, tile guys. That way we can kind of go through things together. Uh, huh. Maybe there's something that sticks out to me that the tile guy might need to know, vice versa. That way we can try to hash those things out ahead of time to uh, get those estimates as tight as they can be. But yeah, uh, yeah that's very beneficial, uh, 100%. And I, I do that with just about all my builders. And yeah. um, if they do email me a set of plans for a project, more often than not, I'm going to request that I can you know just stop in one day for you know, 15, 20 minutes to kind of take a look around and verify things. Um, If I were, if I had x-ray vision and I could see through concrete and drywall, I'd be much better at my job. But, you know, over over time you learn to kind of put the pieces together, you know, the big picture and, you know, you look at enough houses and you kind of know how they're going to be plumbed. You know what to expect. Uh, You can, you go outside and you look at the backyard, you see where the vent stacks coming through the roof. You know that's going to help you. Given, it's going to give you an idea of how things are piped, and yep. your scope of work to accomplish the new layout. So I know
1: I know what the value is to the contractor to have all the trade contractors there. What specifically is of value to you as the the trade contractor to be able to interact? Is is it as simple as, you know, we just don't get in each other's way as as much, or I mean, maybe just what are some of the things that you get out of that trade walk or trade day?
2: Well, it helps me prepare my employees the morning before they start that project. You know, I can tell them what I saw, you know, where I saw it, what I think is going on, you know, prepare them for what they're going to deal with on that first day. Yeah. Um, You know, the, 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 big thing is just being prepared. You know, there's nothing worse than sending a guy to a job and then an hour later he has to run off to the supply house because, you know, <laughs> somebody didn't do their due diligence and, you know, there's an hour wasted right there. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We run
1: into that with what we call, we just call it lumber yard runs for, for the for the contractor and the remodelers that are that are out there.
0: So, sure. Nick, you, you mentioned, you know, the, the walkthroughs during covid did you use any technology you know you said the set of plans but was there anything with zoom or you know 3d technology that you've used at all that's been beneficial
2: yeah we did it quite a bit more than i would have liked to have but uh, obviously covid complicated things uh, i did a couple zoom meetings i did some facetimes you know people that had iphones um that was nice because you can kind of have them walk through the project in real time. If only the builder was allowed on site, you know, you could tell them, Hey, go look in the mechanical room or, you know, shine your phone up in that corner. Let me see yeah. what's up there. Um, and it was helpful. But
0: what you're saying. Nothing's, nothing's going to replace the real walkthrough. Absolutely. For now, Yeah.
1: So from a trade contractor's perspective, Nick, what do you think or think, or let's just say top three, cause I like threes or what do you think are the top three things that make it a great relationship between a builder remodeler and the trade contractors that they work with?
2: Well, the first one would definitely be just be prepared for us. You know, when we start, like we spoke about a little bit earlier um, you know, be on site or have your project manager or your lead carpenter on site the morning we begin to go over any questions the technician may have. You know, have, if we're doing a second floor bath remodel and nobody's demoing the ceiling below, have the subfloor taken up. Um, you know, have any drop ceiling panels in the basement removed if you know we'll need access to all that stuff. Uh, dust protection, floor protection, have all that in place. Uh, cabinet specs, faucet layouts, those types of things so that you know, we can take a quick look and, you know, maybe ask one or two questions, but for the most part, hit the ground running. Uh, that's a, that's a big part of it. There's nothing worse than getting a call at 9.00 AM saying, you know, Hey, they're not ready for us here. You know, should I go to another job and then I'm scrambling to get the guy eight hours or, you know, make yeah. good use of both our time. Yeah. Um, for sure. Probably number two would be, you know, communication, uh, Again, going back to the whole scheduling thing, just keep me in the loop. You know, if it's January and we're talking about doing a large remodel in June, you know, check in with me just to let me know, hey, you know, things are still on track. And I bear some responsibility there, too. I always keep that in the back of my mind to check in periodically because, you know, I'm scheduling a bunch of other jobs and you don't want to have conflicts. Um, Probably the last thing would just be your general attitude. Be friendly. Uh, you know, hire friendly subs, you know, that's, that's the big thing. There's, I, am not too far removed from being out in the field. I've been running the company for about two and a half years now, and there was nothing worse than the alarm clock going off in the morning and me knowing that I was going to go to a job site where, you know, people were just grumpy or you were working for somebody that thought, you know, the best motivator is to yell about everything, um, you know, we're all a team too, is the way I look at it. And, you know, you you have to want to go to work and when everybody has a good attitude, we all get along. We all know each other. Things go so much better.
1: Yeah. So there it is, Nick, there's the nugget that I, I promised you we would find. I didn't really expect that to be one of your three. And then when you said attitude, I went like, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then you went like, but not just the contractor, it's the other trades that are important to have that good attitude as well. And so I think that's a, that's a great, great nugget. I wanted to ask you, like, let's just suppose, I mean, we're getting a little bit longer uh, lead times before jobs are starting now. Contractors have more jobs. So it might be, let's just suppose it's an eight-week time frame between when you first were told the job was sold and when you actually need to be on the job. How many communications is too many in that eight weeks? How, when is it annoying for you uh, versus good communication?
2: I suppose if every communication includes anything of substance, uh, there wouldn't be, you know, such thing as too many, you know, if there was information added that I didn't know about, but Um, you know if it was just a matter of checking in to verify that the schedule is still on track yep you know maybe if it's an eight week time frame check in after four weeks and then maybe reach out again when we're two weeks out and that would probably be sufficient
1: maybe having the schedule each time like half of eight is four and half of four is two and then half, you know something like that
2: yeah something like that's good and You know, again, I I try my best to be part of that process. If I haven't heard from somebody, I try to check in. But, uh, you know, I'm not as probably as good as I could be about that sometimes. So you mentioned something about, you know, having the appliance specs on
1: site and the electrical specs and everything so that your mechanics, your plumbers can see where everything is going. Do you prefer that there be like a uh, extra set on site? even though you might have a set in the office or where do you, where do you want that paperwork to be for the most effective use of your guy's time?
2: Uh, Both. I like to have copies just for the job folder. So I can reference things if any problems happen to come up. Um, And then it's always nice when a builder takes the time to put together a little portfolio just to leave on the job site. Um, A lot of our builders will put together a three ring binder and have an electrical section, a plumbing section that lists out appliances, plumbing fixtures, specifications. Um, All that is extremely helpful. And those jobs always tend to run significantly smoother when all that's readily available for my technician and myself. Right. Yeah. Great, great, great stuff. So um,
1: let's just, kind of look at it from the contractor's point of view for a minute, they are uh, struggling with a trade contractor out there that doesn't run things as well as you do. And I mentioned that early on that, you know, you're on here because you were recommended to us by one of our uh, member clients. And obviously if that's the case, you do a pretty good job. But I'm just kind of wondering, what what could a contractor do to improve the relationship and, and maybe, maybe put it even in the context of what would be a good way for the contractor to get a trade contractor's attention, so to speak. In other words, they want to keep the relationship going, but it's not quite working yet.
2: Oh, that's a tough question. Um, Communication really, you know, keep keep me in the loop. Let's work together. You know, we're all a team, you know, all the subs communicate with each other and the builder. Um, I like to be able to call the electrical contractor, you know, directly if I need something that saves me time from having to call the builder and him having to call the electrical contractor. Nothing gets lost in translation that way. Um, Now there's a lot of jobs that we're on where I may not know the other subs um, you, you do your best to get to know them. I'm, I'm very fortunate that a lot of the builders we work for, they've had all the same subs for several years. So we all right. know each other very well and we work well together. Yeah. Um, you know, going back to that team mentality.
1: Right. So one of the, one of the podcasts that we did, I, again, I can't remember exactly when it was, but a, a contractor in the Washington DC area, a pretty big contractor actually does an evaluation of all their trade contractors every, every quarter. And they have the, the project managers, I believe in their case, do these evaluations. And then they I'm sure they share them with their, their trades and so forth like that. How do you feel about that as a feedback mechanism from your general contractors to you to get, to get feedback about how you can improve?
2: I think that's a good idea. I I like to get feedback on all of our projects. It's it's obviously important to let me know right away if, you know, something isn't up to their standard or if they prefer something to be done a different way. Uh, At the same time, it's also nice to hear when things worked out really great and everything looks perfect and the homeowners are very happy. Um, It's, it's a lot, (laughs) you know, you have to take it with a grain of salt. It's like reviews on Amazon. Um, people have a tendency to give their opinion when they have something to complain about right uh not so much when things go as planned, so you know as long as uh I hear about the good as well as the bad uh feedback's always a good thing so do you i can't be marks- everywhere?
1: Do you get much positive feedback? Because you're right. I, I'm, it's one of the things that I've challenged a lot of people on is like, do you ever just call up your trade and say, hey, you
2: guys are great.
1: But do you do you get much positive feedback like that?
2: I do, um, especially on, you know, particular employees, you know, right. if somebody goes out of their way. If they obviously go out of their way to, you know, do a little extra here and there or you know, if the homeowner asks a favor or, you know, they bring the garbage can in from the street for the homeowner when they get to the job. I always like to hear those things. Yep. Yep. Those are great stuff.
0: And along the same lines, do you ever, do you offer feedback to your builders and contractors and, and not, you know, just maybe they'd ask you if they reached out, they're a younger business and, you know, ways that they could improve. I think that's maybe more difficult, but do people ever say, are there ways that we can improve or how do others do it?
2: I don't think I've ever been asked that question. Uh, (laughs) If, if there's an issue with a particular builder, that's ongoing, you know, problems that keep the same problem keeps occurring on multiple jobs, then, you know, I'll make it a point to say something, especially if it's affecting, you know, efficiency, quality, that kind of thing. But I'm pretty fortunate. The people that I do work for, they got their ducks in a row.
1: Yeah. Sounds that way. Yeah. So Nick, this has been really great. Um, Some super insight, different, you know, some little nuggets here, some reinforcement of things that, you know, I've talked about a lot and I think other people are, are, are doing. But any last little golden nugget that you'd like to share with everybody about this relationship between Contractor and and trade contractor that uh, you think maybe we haven't covered or maybe we just need to reinforce as we wind it up.
2: Nothing that I really haven't spoken to already. Uh, you know, the big thing is just have a good relationship. Uh, you know, be friendly. Let's work together. You know, we're all in this together. The work that I do for you reflects on me and you. And we all want the project to turn out well, and we want the homeowner to be happy and, you know, to refer us on to their friends. Um, You know, that's about it. Just keep the lines of communication open and be reasonable and, you know, understand that things come up and we roll with it and get it taken care of. Yeah.
1: This has been fantastic, Nick. I I really, really appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your busy day. Obviously, you've got a lot going on there and uh, you've got a lot of responsibility as well. And congratulations on buying the business and keeping it rolling. And uh, just, again, thank you so much for participating with us. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. This has
0: been great. Thanks so much, Nick. Bye. Tim, this is fantastic perspective. And I was a little shocked because I used to always think that I could get some inside info from my subs and say, how are others doing it? But I (laughs) guess that was just me. But, you know, he really is. It's it's incredible. He's able to take it over a company, 13 years in business, didn't even know uh, a thing about plumbing when he started. Now he's running a great business, working with a number of great people. And his insight is just fantastic.
1: Yeah, I just want to emphasize for everybody listening that you heard him say he's probably got 30 or 40 jobs in progress at one time. And I think that's something that we don't take into account. Now, there's a few remodelers out there that we uh, that listen in that have more have jobs that many in, in progress. But most of us have eight or 10 or 12 jobs. We've got a project manager on them, you know, managing them through yet so that's one of the big challenges that I think contractors have to appreciate about trade contractors is the number of small jobs they have going on and they have to balance all that and then the whole idea of of scheduling in a way and communicating what's going on and in case you didn't hear it you know you make the contact you keep in touch with them don't leave them in the dark but then I will also say, tell them to contact you as well. Ask them to be part of the solution as well, because it can't be all on one person.
0: Yeah, and the, also uh, I think just the importance of the job binder. Those are that's one thing yeah. that he he mentioned that uh, works well for him, but. Um, This was really fantastic. So again, we want to thank Nick Kozar for joining us today. We always want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Tim Fowler Show.
1: And remember at the Tim Fowler Show, we're working hard to eliminate that nasty little
0: phrase. It is what it is from your vocabulary. This has been another episode of the Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth?